Yo, what's up? It's your boy Marquell. You back with Marquell's podcast. And welcome. I have an illustrious guest with me today or tonight or whenever you're listening to this. I have Miss Tiffany on the phone. Hello. Hello. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, I'm glad that you decided to join. Uh, I most say that again. I said most definitely. We appreciate it over here at Marquell's podcast. And um, as you guys know, the audience, I usually bring on, um, I bring on guests. Most of the time, they're male. So we only usually get the male perspective of things because, of course, I'm giving my perspective, they're giving their perspective, and there's no woman's voice in the vicinity. <laughs> so it's kind of biased. That's whack. That's whack. Uh, yeah, it's kind of whack, you know. But, I mean, I, I'm i trying to change it. <laughs> so that's why I, like, I have you on the line. I so. like that. I like that. Because, you know, like, our voices need to be heard, too. Like, not exactly. just to, to have that female representation, but sometimes y'all need to, like, seriously have a girl whispering in your ear to tell you to do the right thing. I believe you, I, and I, I I agree with that 100%. I really do. So I am glad to have you on the line. So my audience, welcome Tiffany to our podcast. We're going to be touching on several different po- uh, topics today, including love and parenting and all those <laughs> special things. <laughs> those are the like best things in life. The best love things in life. Yes. Like, those make me happy. <laughs> exactly. You know this what's crazy is uh you know I was thinking I'm like, you know, I got how how do I introduce Tiffany? And I was thinking like, man, I remember like when we when we, we used to work together because that's how I know Tiffany. We used to work together and yeah. You always, like, literally seem to just brighten everybody's day. Like, you would come <laughs> into work and just be super joyous. And so it's funny because most people always tell me, like, oh, you always look happy. You always smiling, da 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 whatever. For but real, I was like, damn, somebody's out smiling me. <laughs> no, there is no way humanly possible. Like, <laughs> you don't understand. So, like, you would you would come down the hall and I'd be like, my squeezy is coming. <laughs> because you would see, like, and feel this, like, energy. And it would just be, like, crazy. Yeah. And it's like, I loved the fact that, like, you would just hype people up. Like, even when I was having a crazy day or, like, just I wanted to throw something or someone through a window, <laughs> like, you would be like, yo, Tim, what's up? And what's good? Like, That's it. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Change the whole day. Yeah, like, I remember because, you know, that work environment was kind of stressful over there. So it's like, it was rare to see people that was like happy you know what I'm saying so that's why I was like I think like me and you we always connected on that because it was like damn like everybody else running rock around here looking sad you know what I mean and we always was just you know like whatever was going on because 
you know, at the time I was going through hell, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you said you didn't even really know that, you know what I mean? So, you know, that was that was my my way of kind of like just getting through the day was like just trying to stay positive and trying to, you know, just find the good and shit, you know? But see, and you know, that's that's the crazy thing because people don't stop to to kind of like look at one another, right? No matter how close you are. I mean, and we literally same team you know what I mean yeah saw each other on a daily basis and it's like how often do we stop and say to our friends hey man you good Mm. you know or it's like hey I I noticed you were like just a tinge quieter today you know what I mean yeah like if you if you are are on that same vibe, same frequency with, you know, your your friends, your coworkers, your family members, your kids, whatever. It's like stop, say something. Yeah. Just be like, hey, you good? You you need to talk. I'm here. And be that person that listens. Like don't try to jump in and always give advice. Sometimes people just need to hear, you know, have someone there to talk to. I was just about to say that. I was just about to piggyback off you and say like, it's not even necessarily to get in somebody's business or or get information or none of that. It's just simply just like, yo, you good? And that person may not even, you know, they don't have to expound. They just gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, just hearing that, it probably changes you know, the the perspective of the situation. It's like, you know what? That sucks, but, you know, life ain't that bad. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Like, it's crazy because, I don't know, I always try to tell people that I see something good every day. You know what I mean? Or at least tell someone something good every day. Word. Because you don't know how that's going to affect somebody else. You know what I mean? And it just may be that one random act that just gets them. Yeah. And we live in a world where everybody's on edge and everybody thinks somebody's got bad intentions. Like, you know, like, you know, just random. Like you missed it. I missed the days where you literally like you walk into a place and people like greet you and like speak to you. And you know what I'm saying? Like now it's kind of like people like, I don't know if I want to speak to this person because I don't know who they are, what they about, what, you know what they trying to you know if they might try to get me for something or you know what i'm saying like everybody feels like it seems like everybody feels like somebody or something is after them you know what i'm saying so it's like everybody's got this anxious yeah tension and it's like man it's like dude relax like even if you know what i'm saying like even if a person is different or does things a different way it's like you don't have to be you know like I hate my biggest pet peeve is literally walking by people in a grocery store or wherever and speaking and them not saying nothing yes and I'm like yo <laughs> like yes. what did I do to you <laughs> for you to not even like feel like like you feel like you can't even say hello to me acknowledge my presence or like, like <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. get you or something like relax but you know and it's crazy because okay so I'm from the DC Maryland area right Mm -hmm. and we don't talk to people up there like you don't talk to people you don't look at people when you're on the metro like you just 
you just go about your business and keep it moving, right? Yeah. I got to Florida and y'all are just nice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was just so the hospitality. Right, right. And it was just like, hey sweetie, thank you, honey. I mean, people are like looking at people and I'm like, why are these people looking at me? This is strange. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I noticed like as I lived here longer, okay, yes, we have that southern hospitality, but at the same time, like we're still we're still a bit grouchy, right? And then I go to take my daughter out to school in California. Yo, those are some chill ass people. I like, wonder why. <laughs> right? Thank you. <laughs> the legalization of some things have them yes. acting a little yes. differently. I mean, and it was crazy. Like, you know how down here, like, you're driving and someone turns on their blinker, your first instinct is speed up so they can't get in front of you. Yes. All right? oh, that shit drives me crazy. <laughs> oh. Yes. So, so, like, out in California, you turn on their, you know, your blinker, and they slow down to let you in. That's you know crazy. what I mean? And it's like, that's wait, what? Crazy. Yeah, like, you're not in a rush to, right. like, right? you know what I'm saying? But you know what I think it is here is, is I think it's a combination of a couple of things, right? Okay. And you can tell me, that's why I have you on here, is because you can tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. So, one, I think there are a lot, like, I grow growing up like I would hang out with people that like eat most of my friends or a lot of my friends would be from up north, right? Mm-hmm. They moved down here from up north. That's right. And they would huh? I said, because we're amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh when they would get here, they would say the same thing as you. Like, man, I be wondering why people like speak it like, why are you speaking at me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why are you looking at me? Why are you even being nice or whatever? Mm-hmm. And, but they still kept their, you know, that attitude, that New York, New Jersey, Connecticut attitude, right? Right. And Philly, you know what I'm saying? All these different places up north. And they would still be like that. And as time has gone on, I've noticed there are a lot more people from up north here. Yes. So I feel like it kind of, like rubs off you know what I'm saying like so now like people coming down from up north and you know what I mean like they're making friends down here and they and we're picking up that attitude down here so you're saying we're rubbing our bad habits not I'm, I'm not that. saying it's a bad habit I'm saying <laughs> it's that aggressive you know like what the fuck you looking at yes (laughs) yes that's exactly it like i will punch you in your face because yeah like why are you staring at me like what are you looking at like you know when we we're more like in the vein of hey how you doing you know what i mean like how's your day right but i think also number two i think that um Florida's not as southern hospitality as other southern states. So, like, you know, we have Miami, we have, like, Florida's cocky. You know what I'm saying? 
Like Florida's crazy and crazy. I was gonna say gray and crazy too, but Florida's like cocky and crazy. Like right. we don't care. Like people in Florida don't care that they're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hence the Florida man. Yeah. Yes, Florida man. Exactly. So it's like it's like you know, there's only so much southern hospitality you can get out of a Floridian anyway. Right. So those are my two theories on that. So I would have to agree, right? Yeah. So with the the influx of of brass northerners, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we we kind of rub off on you guys, and and then you know, because we're we're very like untrusting, just very like, just, I don't know, like we, we we don't like people, right? So you know, this this southern hospitality is is kind of like a two way thing. So we're teaching y'all to kind of bring it down, but yet you guys are making us all like slightly warm and fuzzy like now we have half a heart right so it works mm, yeah yeah so, but at the same time you know yes like i mean they they talk about florida people on on tv like sitcoms as jokes like yeah just, no it's just it's a thing it's really a thing like it is it is and it's crazy because like <laughs> one of my daughter's friends at college is like I would love to come to Florida, but Florida scares me. And I'm like, for real? You know what the crazy thing is, though? Like, this is the part that people miss about Florida, right? Okay. It's just as much crazy as we have. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just that it's it's just that much nicer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like the people here are crazy because the vibe here gives you the freedom to pretty much kind of do what do what you want to do in a sense you know what i'm saying like right. you know um i i feel like even our criminals take you know <laughs> they take it more to the extreme than other <laughs> states criminals just because like i don't know it's just more passion in florida i feel like it's more like you know the sun's always out so you know right. brains are baking you know, it's a lot of drugs. Like we get, like we're the main source for a lot of drugs. Right. You know, not e- not even. You know, not like I'm not talking about like weed. I'm talking about like the real drugs, like the, the drugs, drugs. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So the, like, yeah. I feel like yeah. all that mixed in is like it's just a me- big melting pot of crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't avoid it. It's just, but it's a lot of good here too. Right. And it's like, and okay, so here's, here's like a double-edged sword to to kind of what you said. Mm -hmm. So we also have an assortment of like amazing hot-blooded cultures, right? Yeah. So, and I say that, you know, coming from, I am from the islands and it's like, yes, I love my, my, you know, Latin, Caribbean, you know, African. The, I, listen, the Puerto Rican, our Puerto Ricans yes. are the best Puerto Ricans yeah. in the world. Like Florida Puerto Ricans are the best Puerto Ricans. You, you know, and it's, it's crazy. And it's like, <laughs> what other state outside of probably New York and California yeah. can, can say they have such an amazing, diverse culture. I mean, we can go from like, you know, little Haiti down to like um, 
Confederate flag flying Jacksonville. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. It's like, it's, we yeah. are so, so diverse. And it's like, it's one of those states where everybody wants to come. Not just yes. to visit, but they want to live here. here. So yep. that makes it even crazier. Yeah. So, yeah, people, a lot of people come to live here. Like, I did, I've I been Uber probably for like the last three years up until the coronavirus started spreading. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, you get yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, so I just like, I would talk to all these different people and get an Uber, and they always like, yo, you're such a people person. Cause I talk to everybody, like, even yeah, the people that didn't talk to, talk to them, right? <laughs> having a full conversation and he's like looking at me like whatever so (laughs) i would talk to a lot of people and they would like like i i couldn't tell you how many times people would be like yeah we're just down here looking for houses or yeah we just came down to kind of check out the area check out the scene we've been here and it's a great place to move and or so many different people like yeah i just moved here from tennessee or i just moved here Mm -hmm. from Ireland like I literally like met so many people from so many different places that I'm like yo where are the people that are actually from here no. like, I, like I'm in the minority like literally like everybody like is family with or know somebody or has been associated mm-hmm. with somebody from somewhere else yeah so I think you and my daughter are the only true original Floridians I know. So that's crazy. It's it's like everybody else that I know is from someplace Somewhere else. else. Yeah. So. Which I mean it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing in the sense of like, you know, being the place to be, you know, one of the right. places like now Florida's right. Cause I that was my thing like growing up. Like I always felt like I was in the worst state. Like when I was no. a kid, like I, I promise you, I used to think like, cause you know, when you like, like when you're born somewhere, you raised there, right. the beach is like the beach. Like it's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen yeah. a million beaches. Disney becomes whatever, like Disney. You know what I mean? Hey, like Disney. hey, right. don't talk about Disney. Was, I'm just like telling it. you like <laughs> Bush Gardens is just Bush, Bush yeah, Gardens. You're right. Everybody right. else is Bush Gardens. But when you exactly. live here, you go to places a million times, you're like, ah. Yeah, it's cool. Like we went with our school, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a, it wasn't that big of a deal. But it's like when, as I got older, I'm like, oh shit, everybody wants to come here. So maybe this is the place to be. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, okay, now I really should appreciate, you know. And then also going other places and living other places. I went to college and lived in North Carolina for like three years. Lived right. in Atlanta for a couple of years. Lived in Wichita, Kansas for a couple of years. Lived what? in Dallas, yeah. Lived in Texas. You know what I mean? Like, I lived in a couple of different states. So now it's like, damn, I I, I really appreciate Florida. Like, I like those other places. All of those other places are great places, and I had the most fun in all of those places. But like at the end of the day, like when I come home and I come to Florida, I'm like, yeah, I'm cool here. See, okay, so let me ask you this, right? So being in all those places, I grew up in the military. So, like, we literally moved every two to three years. So I was constantly, like, all over the place. So 
when you started moving around, were you older or were you like younger? I was older. Like, um, of course, like the first time I lived somewhere else was when I went to college. So okay. you know, my freshman year was in North Carolina. I stayed there until I was like like twenty. I think I on my twenty first birthday or like right around my twenty first birthday is when I moved to Atlanta. Okay. And okay. then I lived in Atlanta till till I was about twenty two. So yeah, so I was young, like when I was going to these different places. So, but see, that's the thing. So, like to me, you were you were older, you were grown because I can. I was literally three states, three schools for first grade. Right. Jeez. Exactly. So, you know, like my question to you and everybody else is like, okay, so. What do you think is better, being in a place and kind of growing up and, you know, having that friend from, like, kindergarten all the way through high school or, you know, kind of being in a position where you're always moving around, you know what I mean? Because it's like you have that case of, okay, now, like, my daughter, she she's, um, like I said, out in California at school but her whole thing was you know she wanted to be out of Florida like she couldn't wait to leave Florida because she had lived here her whole life. That's how I was yeah. Yeah and my thing was I wanted to give her that that I have my best friend from kindergarten through high school and she did you know what I mean so it's like so as a kid or you know just kind of growing up looking back at things what do you think would be better like kind of bouncing around all the time or being in one spot that's a great question because like when i like hearing you frame it like that i'm like okay i gotta really think about this because i was like your daughter i like when i when i was like before i got to high school i'm like i can't wait to get out of this state like that's (laughs) before i got to high school so like for me it was like, and the thing is, is it would have benefited me more to stay within the state to go to college, right? Exactly. Right? But for me, it was like, I just got to get that. I want that freedom of like just being confined here. Like, this is all I know. Like, I've, I've been on trips. I've gone to, you know, I had visited places before. Right. But I had lived here all my life, which means every christmas you never see snow you know what i mean that means like every year you have about six to seven months of summer you know what i'm saying like even the seasons that people say is supposed to be fall and spring it feels like hell you know what i mean so like i was like so anxious to get out now if i was in a situation because i knew kids growing up that did move like that from state to state and a lot of them I don't I don't feel like they liked it but they were they it's easy for easier for them to adapt to change it seems yes so what, it's what? like they have everybody that has gone through that seems to have that advantage to be able to whenever something changes that's out of their control they're easily able to adapt to it as opposed to the, you know, personality that, you know, where you, you literally grew up in the same place for your whole life, you get stuck, you know, and you get comfortable and you don't want to move. And it's like, 
I, you know, it's just harder to adapt to any type of change, I feel like. So, but I think that's, yeah, I think that's like a mind thing. But I think it does come from when you, you know, you are bounced around a little bit. So I'll say this, right? Being bounced around, yes, you become very flexible. Like, you don't have a choice. Like, it is what it is. However, to those friends that you have that moved around a lot as kids, once again. So, like, I will tell you, I am huge, 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 huge into, like, mental, emotional, physical, you know, well-being, right? Like, just making sure, like... You're good all the way around. So it's like those friends that moved around a lot every once in a while, like when situations get kind of kind of crazy and you think that they can adapt, they can be flexible because that's the way they were brought up. Mm-hmm. Once again, stop, ask them, hey, are you good? Because yeah. let me tell you, growing up, there was a lot of anxiety that came along with this. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you sit there and it's like, okay you have these friends these best friends these you know people that you make these connections with as you're growing up and then at a at a moment's notice boom it's It's over yeah they're moving you're moving you know what i mean and it's like you don't know what that next place brings and sometimes it's like oh this is going to be cool and other times it's going to be like oh shit I don't want to do this anymore you know what I mean and yeah. so it's just like you know every once in a while just be like hey you know th- that friend that you know that's moved around a lot just be like you good I, listen I I kind of I can kind of empathize with you on a, on a similar smaller scale okay so like when I was a kid like my parents they like were just dead set on they wanted me to have like this type of education they wanted my classmates to look this way they wanted my teachers to look this way they wanted you know they wanted me to have like these images of this you know yes big life right it's like life is better than because at the time we lived in Bartlett Park in St. Pete which I don't know if you're familiar but that's like sort of the hood right okay so you know at the time like as a kid like we had like this big time drug dealer living across the street that was like literally running like the whole south side of st pete and so like they would like try to like get me out of that so we literally like i literally i was telling somebody the other day i went to church like we went to church sunday sunday night wednesday night and friday night and then yeah and then we would go to like prayer sometimes on monday nights um or tuesday nights and then my parents put me in private school as a kid right okay so in these private schools like okay let's say okay the first one um the first one i went to school but i think there was an issue i can't actually that school i don't even remember what the issue was but i was there for a year and then something that my I guess my parents didn't like about the school they they were like all right pulling you out I don't know what it was to this day I can't remember I, I have no idea they pulled me out of the school they put me in another school right right so I go to this school this private school for I think I was at that private school kindergarten so 
first grade. I went to that school first grade. Okay, so I went to one school in kindergarten. I went to a different school in first grade. They pulled me out of that school. They oh. the reason they pulled me out of that school, I can't remember either. I don't know why they pulled me out of that school. I thought, oh, that's what it was. That school became a little too expensive, I think. Because okay. mind you, we're living in the hood, so they like, you know, we not yeah, private school's expensive. Yeah, private school's expensive. We're not living great. You know what I mean? Right. So um there's you know they're struggling scraping up trying to keep me in these private schools because they want me to have this certain type of education right so then second grade comes i go to a different school right st p christian so i went to actually that's how i went i went to kindergarten i went to central christian school uh first grade i went to north side christian second grade through fourth grade i go to st p christian that went on, you know, for three years, of course, second, third, fourth grade. And then I went, they pulled me out of that school and put me back into Central School, Central Christian, which is the school I went to when I was in kindergarten, right? Right. So, of course, I'm definitely grateful to them for, you know, putting forth their effort to keep me in private school. But it became a situation for me as a kid in that from that perspective. I could never keep friends. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, I was always the new kid. Yes. And it was like, damn, I hate being the new kid. Yeah. But I was constantly yeah. the new kid. So it's like, I get where you're saying, like I said, like like I said, it's, it's a, on a much smaller scale because you're going state to state, moving home to home and all this, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely got to be a super strain but I can kind of see where you're coming from because it's like, you know, I, I saw it I saw it from that perspective. Like, man, like, this sucks. I got to make new friends every single time. And they, like, to them, they got, you know, adults have so much bigger problems that kids' problems yeah. are like, whatever. Like, you know, like, come on. I got to do what I got to do. And you got to come with me. So it is what it is. You got to go wherever I got to go. You got to do whatever I say. You know what I mean? And it's like... Yeah. You know, as a kid, it definitely does, like, give you, um, I feel like anxiety, like, you know, like, yes. I, I have super high anxiety to this yes. day. And I won't yes. blame it all on that, but I mean, I just think, like, that has a lot to do with it. And I can see how, you know, that affects kids that are bounced from state to state. I I, I totally blame all my anxiety on my parents. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Yo, that's wrong. I hope they ain't listening. <laughs> jokes. Jokes, jokes, jokes. But wait, but wait. So, okay. Okay. So, now we see things. So, we talked about how, like, as kids, we see things, right? Yeah. And as adults, it's like we do the same things our parents did. Like, you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to do this do you ever stop and be like okay let me put myself in my son's shoes you know what that's so funny that you brought that up because I was going to ask you about that like um, lately I kind of like been like dealing with the um, I don't even know how to put this but like like feeling like like you're not cool to your kid 
oh, I am so cool to my kid. Like, she thinks I'm the greatest. Yeah, but like, I'm not as good as at Fortnite. You know, like, I probably could never even be on his level at Fortnite. So I'm not, I don't even, I don't even like waste my time trying to, and that's, you know, that's his thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, as a dad, it's like, you know, of course I, you know, I was, I would take him to, you know, I used to take him to the park and play basketball or whatever like that. But like now that like Corona's going around and all that stuff, I'm like trying to find ways to like interact with him and be cool to him. You know what I mean? And like, right. let's do stuff together. And it's like, he's like, yeah, whatever. Like I'm trying to get on this game. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yes. it's like, I was going to ask you that. Like, how do you, how do you stay cool with your kid or is it, or you just not supposed to be cool with your kid and you're just supposed to parent and just, oh, you know what I'm saying? No. Okay. So please forgive me. Break it down. I have, I have very unorthodox parenting methods. Okay. Okay. And it's it's funny because um, I was sitting with uh, a group of friends and I was sitting around and we were talking about this. And um, my uh, one of my friends kind of looked at me and he was like, so, you know, you and your daughter seem more like friends than parents. Yeah. You guys have a, a, a friendship, not a, you know, mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. And, like he said it in a very kind of condescending manner and I took offense to it because yes that is my child you know what I mean like there's no two ways about it she is my child whether I adopted her whether she's my child biologically whatever the case may be that bond will always be there for sure but to be able to build a friendship and to be able to build a relationship um, of communication and trust with your kid, like that's totally different. See, yeah, yeah. see, I see that different now. Like I can bend that. Yes. And it's like, you know, it's like our parents were like, no, I am your parent and you do what I say and it is what it is. And, you know, I don't, don't care about your back. feelings. And, yeah, yeah. Right. Nope, nope. And so it's like, so ever since I found out I was pregnant, I always said to myself, look, I'm always going to have a very open and honest, you know, very two-way communication with my child. Any question they ask, I will always be completely honest with them the best way I can, you know, at their level. And, you know, um, my daughter's dad and I split up when she was about three. So it was always me and her. Like, we did everything together. It was like us against the world. Yeah. But no matter what, whatever question she asked, even when she asked where babies came from, you know what I mean? I told her. I broke it down. Yeah. I was always honest with her. And then, you know, as she got older, it's like that bond, that trust everything just kind of stayed and just got stronger um once again i come from a caribbean house right so we when we are celebrating something or whatever the case may be we drink so when she was 
old enough, like in her her teens, you know, mid-teens or whatever, if she would ask for like a sip of wine or like, you know, maybe a, a shot of wine, whatever the case may be, you know what I mean? Something small, even a wine cooler. Yes, okay, you can have that. But it gave her that kind of comfort level of, okay, I know if I ask, I can do it here. If I do it here, I don't have to sneak it out with my friends and do something potentially stupid yeah why did i do that one because i was raised like that and two i i was that friend that was the designated driver in high school and everything else because all my friends were getting drunk to me it made no difference because i knew if i wanted to drink i could go home ask my parents and they would say okay fine you know what i mean within limitations yeah yeah not no wild stuff but like you know See, that's the thing too. Like, like my my upbringing was very strict. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not at the like, I'm not at the parenting stage where you're at with you know with your daughter. Like, my son is is ten. Like, he just turned ten. Yeah. So, you know, he's still at that young age. But I do find it difficult to. I feel like yeah, like he'll talk to me, right? But okay. I feel like it's hard to get him to open all the way up. And I know for me <clears throat> growing up, excuse me, I mm-hmm. wasn't very open. I was more open to my mom than I was with my dad. But my mom, me and my mom had that type of relationship where, you know, she never like would judge me, right. you know, if I did something like, she would be kind of, I think kind of have like, I remember one time, this is a real true story she found condoms in my room when I was like yeah I would think I was like maybe 13 or 14 maybe like I was young nasty come on (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so she she found and then she called me in the room and she's like um yeah just found these you know she's like um I mean, I see you using these, you know, at least using these, but don't bring no baby damn babies in my house. You know what I mean? Like, true story. Yeah. But it was like, you know, I think if my dad would have found him, man, he would have lost his mind. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my dad tried to have a talk with me about the birds and the bees when I was like 19. Oof. <laughs> Oof. It's like, it's a yeah, by then it's probably like pops, let me tell you about these birds and the bees. <laughs> yeah, let me let me inform you of what's going down. Yo, let me tell you. But so it's like, you know, now that like I'm raising my kid, I'm like, I want him to be open with me, but at the same time, I don't want to be the pushover parent. You know what See, I mean? And it's like that balance is hard. It's you know super what I mean? and, hard. And it's like, I guess, I guess like, it's a matter of just finding that thing, right? It doesn't matter what it is. Just finding that thing that you guys can connect with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, so you don't have to play Fortnite. I mean, shit, she was doing stuff and I was like, what the hell? I No something else next yeah something else right but it's like it's just just those little things i mean hell right now i sit there and i watch my daughter's 19 we're sitting here doing tiktok videos together you know what i mean yeah 
do a TikTok. You know what I mean? Like, just do something that kind of is on his level, but outside of what he sees as your normal everyday self. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it's just, and and it's crazy because I found that as as a parent, right? And I'm not saying that this is the right move for every parent but you know it's like when I became a parent for whatever reason I felt like I had to be like a certain way at first right like I had to be like this perfect parent and I had to be strict and I had to be rigid and you know then I was like no 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 you know I want my daughter to love me so then I was like super nice and then you know it was just like I kept going back and forth and then I noticed that it was like that shit was giving me anxiety too. And I was like, oh Holy my God. Crap, right? Yeah. You know, so it's like, and now, you know, and I was on like, you know, I would take medication to just kind of chill out for a little bit because I would go from like zero to a hundred. It would take me a minute, you know, to get to that point, but I would still get there. But it's like, now I think one of the cool things about being a parent and that was probably not cool that I said cool. But anyway, um, thing about being a parent now is you have the ability to have like smoking kind of available to you to give you that opportunity to relax, chill, come down from whatever is stressing you out during the day and just you know, have a me moment and then come and like reconnect with your kid. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, true. It's like, I don't know. And once again, I could be that crazy person, but I would much rather have something natural go into my body and I'm completely there and functional with my kid than having some crazy chemical that makes me like you know lethargic or just like completely zoned out and not with my kid you know what I mean man let me tell you I agree with you because I see it all the time how I've seen it and and I see it still how you know um, people would think that they're like doing what's best for their kid right yeah and then you know what I mean then like then they the, you know the, it'll escalate and now they're like you know almost like overbearing yeah and then it's like now it's like their agenda that's being carried out as opposed to like literally like yo the mental well-being of your kid yes. is so important and like I'll give you an example or another example I was like I said I was raised in a really strict home always in church and it taught me to suppress a lot of my creativity to suppress a lot of my thought process so like even if I was just interested or wondering about something or had questions about something like I felt uncomfortable asking those questions and you know 
I mean, of course, not smoking ain't for everybody, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people that have anxiety that, you know what I mean? Like, you ain't got to, you know, become a weed head, but the, no. you know, to take a puff or two to calm your yeah. nerves, like you are going crazy, you spazzing right now. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people don't know how to cope with it. Like, for me, I don't have to smoke. You know what I mean? Like I, I love to smoke, but I don't have to smoke. Right. You know what I'm saying? But for me, I love it because I can tell, I can tell the difference between me that smoked and that's not smoked. Me that hasn't smoked is on like high alert, high tension, high anxiety, everything. Mm-hmm. I can hear every little thing in the world. I can, um, you know, like, um. I'm constantly in my thoughts, right? Yes. So then everything that is around in the world is mixing in with that and it's just like it's just over like overwhelming. It's like so much, you know what I mean? And it becomes a lot. But when I smoke, I'm able to like prioritize and categorize things and you know zone in and be like all right okay cool chill out relax don't stress you got this you know what i'm saying yeah. and even and when i don't smoke i'll tell myself the same thing it just doesn't have the same effect i'm still nope. like on edge so it's like you know you know it ain't for everybody and everybody's got to find their peace you know but i mean honestly like dealing with your kids with high stress tension you know all those things like the weight of the world on your shoulders and then like trying to like parent your kid it's just too much to try to just maintain with your own self like you have to have something that you know something that brings that that can help you do that you know what I mean like help you keep that poise you know what i'm saying to where you're not like blowing up at your kid or like you know what i mean like you're like shit i done lost it on my kid before and i'm like damn mm-hmm. i'm like like you know i didn't even i, I could have said it in a different way we could have had a conversation about it i've done worse as a kid like my kid is not a bad kid you know what i mean exactly like, exactly yeah so it's like when when you see that you're like damn my kid is really a good kid it's like you know, he may do something that may be aggy to me at the moment, you know what I mean? But that's because I've got the stress of these bills and this job and this everything, yeah. you know what I mean? Whatever I'm dealing with. Um, you know, even if you and then if you're not feeling well, then it's it's like triple that. You know? So, you know, I, I mean I get it. Like I'm I'm with you on that. And that's the crazy thing because it's like so then it's it's passed on to them you know what I mean because they mimic our behaviors you know what I mean they pick up on our habits one and then two it's like it's literally literally in our DNA makeup you know what I mean so it's like we're passing this to our kids genetically and you know just in our everyday interactions with them and it's crazy because I will give you an example. I know this um, this chick, and she would 
like I swear to God, she looked like one of those dolls. You know, like the ones you squeeze and then their head or their eyes like plug out of their heads. <laughs> yes, like, I know exactly. What you look like on about. a daily basis, right? Word. Like just yo, like calm like, chill out. down, right? Yeah. Like every time I saw her, I'm like, yo, why, why are you? So I work with somebody like that now. That's funny, and, <laughs> and it's it's crazy, but it's like. She would sit there and she would like, I need mommy in me time. I need mommy in me time. And she would like put her kid, three years old, in the TV, you know, in front of a TV, lock herself in her room and like just start chug-a-lugging. And it's like, yo, okay, wait, you need to take care of your kid first. Yes, I get that it's stressful and you are literally like about to like pop your eyeballs out, but you know like honestly it takes patience like you you have to like if you're a parent you have to be patient like you um you're gonna you like we stress ourselves out about more shit that really is even like a threat you know what i'm saying like like i remember i like you know i used to when i when my son was going to daycare or whatever i used to be so paranoid mm-hmm. because they had like monkey bars and all that shit out there right yeah and but that's kid shit like i used to climb on that shit but like yes. like once i became a parent i'm like fuck man like no i don't want my kid on that like i don't know what you, like i know he needs to play when he's here and do stuff but i'm i'm so anxious and i would think about it all day like I'm at work thinking, like, man, I hope my kid doesn't fall and hurt itself on the monkey bar. You know what I mean? But right. it's like, as parents, like, you gotta be able to, like, really. I mean, honestly, just put things in God's hands and like uh-huh. be there for them as best as you can when you can. But don't ever like fret. You know what I mean? Because the sooner you, the, the, the sooner you fret, the more you're gonna fret. Because it's like. If that's something you're gonna fret about, then just imagine all the other shit. You know what I mean? When it goes, when he gets on a roller coaster, when he gets, yes. you know, when he takes his first airplane flight, like you know, you just now you on high alert for everything. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, be cool, like chill out. You know, like just be patient and and be able to like have a conversation with your kids. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like. That's the thing. Me and my son, like, he, I, I may feel like he doesn't open up as much as I want him to. But that's one thing that I can say is we always, I can always, I, I always have real conversations with him. I don't sugarcoat it. I don't try to fix it up. I just tell him straight up, hey, this is what the deal is. And lately, I feel like he's been grasping onto that. Like, he's like, and then and it's making them open up a little bit but you know what i mean but you know i want to get to that point where you know he feels completely comfortable with just telling me anything you know what i mean so wait so let me ask you this let me ask you this because this was this was my big eye opener right Mm -hmm. so do you let your son see or know about like the 10 year old version of you the 12 year old version of you you know the 15 year old version of you because that was the thing it was like 
I so wanted her not to do the things I did, right? Yeah. I was so trying to protect her and prevent her from doing the shit I did because I wild out. But Mm. I was like, in order for me to be able to kind of get through to her, she has to know what I did at 15. She has to know the struggles that I went through at 16. You know what I mean? So like each year of her life, I was like, look, this is what I went through. This is this is what I, I'm trying to, to keep you from. I know I can't stop you, but I've been there. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think letting them see you as a as a kid and not just a parent, that's that's a big thing. I think it depends on the parent because that's a good question. I I, I really do True. think it depends on the on the parent, just because you know, of course, some parents were wilder at the younger ages than others. For me, my like my wild shit, like I wasn't like wild wild like I did shit you know what I'm saying like I did stuff that I wasn't supposed to do I got in trouble you know what I mean but like it wasn't no like criminal shit you know what I mean yeah yeah it was like you know it was like regular stuff so why I struggle with that part of it is because I was like I did stuff but I was like still kind of like I didn't get in trouble like I was a basketball player so like I was always at the gym and, you know, if I wasn't doing what my parents wanted me to do, I was like playing basketball. So, you know, that was my kind of like my escape. So with so with my my dad, like my biggest beef with him was that I always thought he was just this perfect person that lived this perfect life, this perfect Christian life, like all his life. You know what I mean? So he, like, he would tell me stuff about his childhood, you know what I mean? But it was always the struggle. It was never like, I did this wrong. You know what I mean? So, like, I always felt like when I got in trouble, like, you know, like, like I was, you know, when I got in trouble with him, it was always like, oh, man, I did the worst of the worst, man. Like, I could never be, be forgiven for this. Like, this is just horrible. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it's like, come on, man. Like, you know, now that I'm older and I look back, I'm like, you know, I would never do that to my son. You know, I would never make him feel like something that he does wrong is like, has him like hell bound. Like, why would you you would do that? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. But for me, it's like my son is is a lot more tamer than I was. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. he has a lot more freedom than I had. I, I wasn't yeah. even allowed to watch like TV like growing up. You know what I mean? Like it was like a really strict household. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it was like so so he's lived a different life than me. I've never even I don't think I've ever even spanked my son. Nope, never. And I got whoopers all the time. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what I mean, but I would just, I, and I wouldn't even never tell him about that. Say that again. Right. I said my brother got beat, but I didn't. Yeah, I, see, my sister didn't get beat, but yeah. I got beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, you know, 
I would never do that to him. And I think, you know, because I was raised like that, it's like, I don't want him to, to have to do go, go through what I went through. Yeah. But and that- my dad always was saying the same thing. Like, I don't want you to go through what I went through. You know, but he never gave me examples of like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I did this and this was, I mean, he told me about certain mistakes like that he made, you know what I mean? But like, there was a lot of stuff left out that like I deal, dealt with growing up that I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I could use some advice here other than just, you know, you know, it's just wrong or don't do that or, you know, don't do it because I said don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's bigger than that. When you're a kid, you want explanations. You want to know why certain things are the way they are. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I feel like I do need to do a better job of kind of giving him, you know, a portrait of, you know, things that I did wrong growing up. You know what I mean? Like, I sometimes I got in trouble for talking in class. Like, yep. And it's it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, my parents, you know, aren't parents necessarily. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're not as bad as as they think we are. Mm-hmm. We're we're cool. We're chill. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like you know, honestly, I, I tell people all the time, like, man, if people knew like my actual intentions as opposed to how they perceive me it would change everything right you know what I'm saying like right um like like you're a big teddy bear and I love you (laughs) thank you thank you yo that's funny (laughs) but no it's like it's like um you know like I, I I give this example like growing up like I wasn't I feel like I was never taught how to like budget right Mm. and I'm like you know I talk to my son about the bills all the time I'm like yo I gotta pay your phone bill like you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying I gotta work and pay your phone bill like it costs this much you know what I mean like and he knows and like you know I'm only gonna have this much money and I gotta pay that much money you know what I'm saying I try to I don't like write it out for him you know what I'm saying but right. like I don't remember ever being taught about like how to budget how to manage money and stuff like that so like you know as I got older I'm like anytime I'm getting money I'm like well, shit like you know this is to be spent you know what I mean like right. okay, I'm gonna choose this vacation or I'm gonna choose this you know what I mean like you know it, it was like of course it's common sense shit to, to to most people but it's like you know when you come up in a you know in in a certain type of environment you know, a certain type of mentality you know it's hard to get out of that unless somebody sits down with you and say hey this is how you do this right exactly so it's like man like you know i feel like when you um you know a lot of times people don't know the intentions like they may think like you know maybe I always think like man maybe maybe my parents didn't teach me that because they didn't want me in their business you know and, or that was that's none of my business because I'm not old enough to you know comprehend it or whatever whatever the case may be 
But it's like, I feel like as a parent, like, we have to literally, like, prepare our children for the world, like, and for everything that comes in it, like, anything, like, everything that they could possibly face, they should be made aware of in the case that they have to face it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Am I making sense or is sound crazy? Yeah. so yeah I mean I agree so yeah I uh, yeah I don't know I think I think um, you know I think it's just all about perception but like growth and you know just breaking cycles you know what I mean exactly but see whose perception whose perception are we living up to like really yeah like well that's why I say I like if people knew like everybody if everybody knew everybody's intentions right you know what I'm saying it would change the the perspective of everybody because it'd be like you know even if somebody has bad intentions now you know they have bad intentions and they can't snake you and they you can't hold a grudge for them you don't have to hold a grudge for them for the next 50 years because you know they snaked and you know was actually something that they weren't you know what I mean like you know it's it's um I feel like that's like a big part of a big part of it is like perception is is people just literally like projecting their past experiences their past whatever you know, on to whoever they meet, whoever they see, like, it's just, you know. Okay. So, wait, let me ask you this. So, every time you exit a relationship and you enter a new relationship, you're saying you bring that with you and that's part of how people perceive you? No, I think okay. I think in relationships, like when when people usually exit a relationship and enter a new one. Okay. It's sometimes it's easy I like to. I, I want to hear the man's point of view. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I got you. Well, I, no, I, I'm, I'm not. Do. Listen, I'm not at all speaking for all men. Okay. I okay. I refuse to do so, but I will speak for Marquell. Okay, I like this. A okay, a man's point, and I will give you a woman's point of view. Okay. Okay. So okay. for me, right as right. a as a man, right. When I go into a new relationship, I, it, I, I have to say, like, there are times when I perceive certain actions or certain things said as. Um, a reminder of something that I dealt with in the past with a previous relationship. Triggers. Triggers. Okay. And those triggers, like, I literally have to deal with myself on it. Like, I have to pray about it because, you know, like, of course, like, you don't want to carry that into the new relationship because they don't have the same meaning. Everybody has, like, even if the same set, like, similar things are said, it doesn't mean that 
it's the same exact perspective as the last person. It may not be something that you want to, you know, that you like either, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like you got to look at it from a whole new perspective. And I personally have a hard time doing that. And, And I think a lot of men probably do too. You know, I, I will say women do too. <gasps> you know, and it's it's like <laughs> Oh, I knew that. <laughs> it's like da, da, da. it's it's that emotional baggage, right? Yeah. It's just you know you guys seem to like wanna bury it, right? And then like just let it let it come up kind of like a weed every now and then where we just want to just kind of like get it all out okay are you gonna you know treat me the same are we gonna go through am I gonna go through the same things like just let me know now you're saying all the right things but I've been down this road before you know what I mean so it's like we all have it but we just do a little bit differently yeah yeah like like weird like even with guys like guys beef right usually it either ends one way or the other but it's usually pretty quick Mm -hmm. it's usually a quick resolution to it even if that person kills the other person right right right. (laughs) or even if they just dap it up fight real quick dap it up right I've known women to like literally be for years (laughs) <laughs> oh, let me tell you. For decades. You. Like, yo. 100%. Like, let it go. Like, no. Either you no. going to be cool and get over it, or you going to kill the person. Like, it shouldn't linger for three fucking decades, in my opinion. No. Okay, so wait. I will tell you a real life for example. Okay. Drop it. So. It was my birthday. Uh-huh. My two best friends, they were married, took me out for my birthday. Okay. Known these people forever. Okay. Wait, I think you might even know him. Anyway. Don't. <laughs> anyway. Sidebar. Same um, thing. We'll pin that. Go back to that later. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. So... We're sitting here, and that is during the first Obama election. Okay. okay. So, this lovely couple is of the Caucasian persuasion. Now, mind you, people, I am mixed, right? So, I ride that 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 nice uh, nice line, right? But yes. So, she's a Republican. She's a born again Christian. Former party girl we'll say right yeah so we're talking we're talking we're talking and at the time I was engaged to to my uh, husband and we're talking about the wedding and I we're talking about you know uh, politics we're, ta- we're just talking about everything like we're drunk the whole night and <clears throat> yeah. I say to her husband excuse me um, we were talking about uh, gay marriages And I'm like, you know, he's like, well, I don't see what's so wrong with it. And she's like, nope, it's absolutely wrong. This, that, that, and the other. 
and you know I I don't believe in it and I'm like whoa okay wait hold on Mike let me kind of explain it to you like this um if I were to tell you you could only date black girls that's it only black girls yeah what would you think and of course he has like this little little grin on his face right yeah he's okay with it but you know he's like oh oh you know that wouldn't be his wife and I was like exactly so I was like that's that's kind of like the same with the gay marriages so you know we kind of set that to the side now we're talking about the wedding and I had mentioned that my best friend slash sister was going to be in my wedding and that you know she is a lesbian whatever the case may be this bitch <laughs> says to me oh I'll pray for her no I was like they said what she was like, <laughs> I pray for her I was like, what do you mean I will pray for you will pray for her? She was like, well, I'll pray that she doesn't go to hell. I was like, for what? (laughs) You know, because she's gay. I was like, oh, okay. You know what? Um, I gotta go. So I packed up my stuff. Wow. Rolled out. That was 2009. Oh, Jeez. Yeah, 2009. I haven't spoken to her since. No, I saw her. It's been 11 years. I saw her twice. And each time, like, we hung out. We hung out both of those times. And no, I saw her three times. I ran into her once at the store. And then we decided to hang out. And each time was weirder than the last. And I was just like, nope, I'm done. I can't do this. Thank you. And that was probably about five years ago. So, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. No. Yeah, that's a long time. I, I, I gave her a chance. But, yes, we do hold grudges. We don't always let it go. And we do kind of carry our emotional baggage. Yeah, I mean, I understand it. I mean, it's just like, you know, I think I think all men can admit that they have terrible, terrible egos. Yes. And, um, you know, a lot of times affects relationships in a crazy way. Like, even to the point where I was having a conversation with, um, with my, actually, uh, a good friend of mine, um, check out the Crow Show uh, podcast. We did a show um, recently on talking about love. Mm-hmm. And he asked me about, you know, he was like, you know, why do men, uh, or he said, you know, is it, uh, should a man feel, a, a feel, you know, feel away? And I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't even remember the exact question. Right. I'd be hot. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yes. but, um, yeah so he was like you know um you know is it is it like should a man feel a way about you know or feel you know hesitant to tell a woman that he loves her for the fact that or for the case that she may um 
you know, use that against him and it backfire and she make him look bad and now, she, you know, she drag him, make him look like a duck, you know, because she, you know, basically like playing him out. And I'm like, nah, man, like, you know, that's the point of love. Like, you're supposed to take a risk, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm like, anything other than that is literally your ego just telling you, like, driving you in that direction to where you're not willing to even express your feelings even if you're gonna get shot down like in what world in what perfect world is you know you are you never gonna get your heart broken you know what I mean like you know what I'm saying especially at a certain stage in your life like yeah you know you may, you may get your heart broken it may happen you know what I mean but that's the point of taking the risk of love like you know I think uh I got caught up. Listen, this coronavirus shit has really like bored me out. Like, I was watching like uh, uh, <laughs> uh the, what's the uh, was it was it Married at First Sight? The the Netflix it. one. Yes, the Netflix yes. one. Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm watching I that. It's it. good, right? I was like, yeah, it was hard. Love is so, blind. Like, love is blind. That. Yeah, it was fun. So I'm watching that and. The one girl, I can't even remember her name. Oh, Deanna. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, if Deanna just like really like take a step back, she realizes dude Greg is nuts about her. Right. right? He'll do anything for this girl, right? But she was like so scared to take her walls down. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, all it took was like her to just take those walls down like you know just like take the old past hurt away from the situation because Greg ain't those other guys you know what I mean and this guy could possibly be different you know what I'm saying and she wouldn't let the walls down I'm like man like sometimes I'm like people if they just take a step back and just take a like look at situations they'll realize like and that's what I was saying about guys with their egos like they'll like you know be so dead set on yo I can't you know that's disrespect like uh, you know or you know or no it's supposed to be this way you know what I'm saying but if you really take a step back it's like yo you know what if you're in a relationship is a partnership like you gotta take your ego out of it and even if you feel like you getting played by wearing your heart on your sleeve and giving your all and putting out those emotions I mean that's the risk of you know what I'm saying if not then you might as well just not date or not invest in anybody or be in a relationship at all like you know what I'm saying just not be in a relationship like ever you know what I'm saying like if you're not willing to take a risk and say yo like I love you or like you know I love this person you know what I'm saying or like you know so that's what I mean I, I think that's like a huge part of you know like the whole relationship dynamic man it's like guys taking out the ego and just I feel like in my personal opinion women like not carrying so much of the past into the relation, the new relationship which is understandable like yo if that last guy did that then I can get how anything that I do similar to that is going to remind you of that situation you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I can fully understand that but at the same time it's like 
you know, the sky might be a different, like, you know, at some point, like, I feel like the relationships, and, and of course you can't put, I get it, like, you can't put time limits on phases of relationship or where you think your partner should be in, in their their feelings for you you know what I'm saying of right. course you get like that's impossible like what? you know no, it's not it's <laughs> like to put expectations on how you think your spouse should like react or feel about you or or you know because the thing is is this is is what's big is like everybody displays their what I realize is everybody displays their love for someone different you know love what I'm saying language yeah so like you know a lot of times like you know how I may love the person that I'm in the relationship and show my ways of love may not be the same way she shows that love back you know what I mean Yes. and that's a hard concept for men to grasp because it's like for men most men it's like yo show me attention touch me you know kiss me you know all this right you know not realizing that's you know that may not be your partner's love language yeah okay squeezy so what's your love language i can't even remember what my love language i think it's like what is it like uh where i think it's like words of affirmation and okay so you have affirmation affection um affection and affirmation i think were, were mine okay See, those are mine. Those are mine. Yeah. Yeah, those are good ones. See, but it's crazy because, so, when I was younger, my dad told me the same thing. He was like, look, don't ever tell a boy how you truly feel because he'll use it against you, right? Yeah. So, I was like this, like, very independent, and that was the other thing, you know, be independent, stand on your own two feet. And which is the same thing that we're we're telling all our little girls now. Be independent. Stand on your own two feet. You can do this. Yes, we can. Yeah. And we are badasses at it. Yeah. However, baby girl, don't get so wrapped up in yourself that you don't think you need a man. Yeah, see, I think it's different. Just like I was saying with men, like men shouldn't be uh, uh, like nervous about you know sharing their most of their feelings or whatever with the you know with the person that they are truly into i think it's kind of like with women like you kind of kind of have at least a little bit of a guard up but mm-hmm. not like, i feel like you have to still be able to be open like i've seen examples of both where like somebody is like you know been through hell right yeah do a lot but still are open and still willing to you know like put their heart on the line but at the same time have a little bit of a guard up you know and still protecting themselves you know what i mean like yep. I've, I've seen it so i know it's possible but i've also seen a lot of women who have a hard time of you know getting past the past and it's like okay you know I get it like you know maybe it takes to longer time than expected but you know it's just like from a man's perspective that shit can get very 
um, almost like 51st date-ish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like yes. yo, I gotta prove I love you every day. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. for Yes. You know. And that's it. Because it's like, okay, so I've been both of those people. I've been that jaded, like screw love, love sucks, love is never gonna happen, I'm never gonna date. Just everything can just suck a duck right now, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I met the guy that I was with now. And it's just like, oh, okay. And it's like, slowly over time, I've noticed, okay, that that jadedness, that that ice over my heart or whatever you want to call it, yeah, has has slowly melted. And now I'm becoming who I was originally, right? When yeah. I got into my last relationship, I am that person that literally loves with everything they have, still keeps like somewhat of a wall up to, to be somewhat protective. But at the same time, I will give you every bit of love I have inside of me. You yeah. know what I mean? And, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like that meme that I keep seeing on Instagram with those babies and the dads, like, do you love me? Yes. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's like just that reassurance because sometimes not necessarily that the, the last relationship was that bad, but maybe there was that one thing that, that was really missing that that person needed you know what I mean and you yeah. know that's where those those love languages come into you know what I mean like yeah I am I I am a full-blooded you know hot-blooded Scorpio like I need affection I need to be touched you know what I mean like that is me yeah. and it's like if you're with a person that doesn't quite match, you know, the the love language or doesn't understand your love language or, you know, even refuses or or can't reciprocate or even give you what you need off of your love language. It could be hard. So it's like sometimes yeah. you have to have those serious conversations and, you know, the guy I'm with now, I'm like, okay, you put up with my shit a lot, you know? Well, let's talk about yeah. this. Like, what is your love language? Because I need to be able to make sure that I can understand, you know what I mean? Yeah. How to to not only give you what you your love language is, but what you need to give me to match my love language. You know, yeah. and I think sometimes we forget to kind of stop and take a break. And I will say this. The good thing is his job has him, you know, away a lot. So we do a lot of long distance sometimes. And that gives us that break to just be like, okay, let's connect you and me. Like it's not yeah. a physical thing anymore. It's literally like, we have to talk to each other. We have to get to know each other. We have to like, just be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Straight up. So it's like, as a guy, can you take that, physical element out of a relationship to kind of build that solid foundation and make sure you guys still connect with your love languages 
Yeah, I think um, I think it's important. Like, I think you know, you really like. There's no like real solid foundation without it. Like, you literally are just you know flying by the seat of your pants and hoping for the best. If you don't really actually get to know the person that you're like investing your time in, like you know, like time is precious. Life is short. And you don't want to waste it on, you know, you don't want to just waste it. Like it's it's so key to just like literally just communicate and you know, not lose yourself. Always always have a grasp on who you are. You know what I mean? And then, you know, be confident in yourself. I think a lot of people, that's where a lot of people fail. Like, I, I honestly, I think a lot of people don't take the time to, to get to know their love languages and get to know each other and all that type of stuff because it's like that insecurity. It's like, you know, every the next person will give them what they want if I don't give them what they want. Yes. Now, that instant satisfaction. So it's like, when you kind of like get to a place where you're confident within yourself and who you are, it kind of like, you know, like, hey man, I, you know, it'll happen when it happens. It is what it is. And, and let's, let's like actually like grow. You know what I mean? Let's actually like learn, you know, and develop, you know what I'm saying? So then when that does happen, the passion and chemistry is on a different level. It's like, you know, it's just a different. I mean, it's hard to explain unless you you've been through it and you experienced it. You know what I mean? Where you like, you know, that special person. You like, you know what? Let's let's start from the ground up. You know? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah! Uh, you have my heart. I love it. <laughs> you silly. I love it. Oh my god! Squeezy, marry me. <laughs> you Yo, that's funny. <laughs> oh shoot. Nah, but I mean for real, like, you know, I think like people just I think a lot of times like it's so hard to be alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like when you actually have to like date yourself, like get to know who you are, you know what I'm saying? That scares people. You know, so it's like a lot of times it's like the best way to avoid that is to jump into a relationship. That's a person that's constantly there, always, you know, deflecting from you getting to even know who you are before you can get to know somebody else and loving your actual self before you actually can love, truly love someone else. Like, you know, and that took me a long time to get there because I'm, I'm telling you, like, I used to be one of the most insecure people in the world, like just not even like on some like jealous boyfriend type shit, but just like, you know, where I would just be like, you know, within myself, like, yo, man, I bet she probably got, you know, like always just thinking the negative about my relationship Mm -hmm. or the person that I was dealing with, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I had to like, literally be sat down like God sit me down and like I had to like reflect and like look at myself and be like you know what 
this is my insecurities like this has nothing to do with anybody but me you know and now I gotta actually like get to know who I am and get to know like you know like really like be be able to be alone by myself and like be in my own thoughts you know what I mean and be able to really like process life you know and how I want my life to be and what I want to do like honestly like this podcast is a huge result of that like period in my life of where I was like yo okay you know divorced dad you know what I'm saying and I'm like okay I gotta actually like really like evaluate my life now like I can't just be jumping in a relationship I like I literally have to get to know myself and like you know within that like people I mean I you know my friends always tell me you you do a podcast you do a podcast but that like that period of my life became like really like the huge inspiration for that because it was like all right I gotta start really like putting these things in motions because this is the thing these are the things that I want you know out of life you know and as long as I'm doing that you know what I mean like everything else is gonna fall in place as long as I'm doing what I'm you know what I need to do to, to you know make myself happy and you know be content with myself and be secure with who I am you know then everything else is is gonna just fall into place that's usually how it works it is and it's like not only that but it's like you have to put your trust and faith in God like hands down and it's crazy because like I will tell you in the amount of time that you know I've I've been with um, my boyfriend or whatever it's we've been through some shit like crazy like people who have been married for for like decades type crap you know what I mean and yeah it's just like yo that's a lot of stuff to 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 be crammed in such a small amount of time and there were times when like shit would get hard like really hard like we're both just kind of like all right you know maybe we should walk away from this or whatever and you know it was like one day i'm sitting there and you know we normally like we would pray together every night or whatever and um I was going through some some serious family stuff and one night well I kid you not so I'm sitting there and I'm in the hospital right because of my mom and I'm sitting there and I'm in the waiting room and like tears tears are just flowing down my face and my boyfriend calls and he's like, hey, babe, I just want to check up on you, you know, just see how things are going. And I'm like hysterical at this point, right? Because my mom's in ICU. It's scary, you know, scary, scary time. So he's like, I'm going to sing to you. And he just starts singing. And I'm like, yo, okay. In my ear, I hear this voice. Like this this whisper right mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard but this is the one I was like what mm-hmm. heard it again it's gonna be hard but this is the one yeah 
couple weeks later, we're going through it again. And I'm like, you know what? Let's pull out our Bible app. Let's just do this. We start doing the, um, the, like the daily plans for couples. And like, we would read them together. We would discuss it. You know what I mean? And it was like, it always seemed like never failed. Whatever was, we were going through at that time. That's what was in our, you know, our daily devotional. That's what we were talking about. And it was just like, yo, that's crazy. So it was just like, you know, one of those things where it's like, yes, as two individuals, you know what I mean? You can learn love languages. You can, you know, get to know each other. You can talk. You can, you can have that amazing, you know, physical connection. You can have all of that. But if you don't let that, that third entity, that third person, that third being of God be in there, it's not going to work. Lost. Lost. It's, it's just it's not and it can't be like that that yeah what? like there has to be like honestly like you know with you know you talking about the bible like it speaks about being equally yoked mm-hmm. and like the importance of that is so huge like if you're not on the same page like spiritually and emotionally you know mentally with the person that like you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. with you can you can pretty much count it out like you wasting your time like y'all have to be on the same page like in that sense just because it's like if god can't speak to one person in a relationship like he has to be able to speak to both parties you know what i mean so it's like that's the only way there's going to be any type of cohesion other than that it's gonna always just be and then you know I you I'm an out tip for tattoo like you mm-hmm. know what I mean like it's just gonna be and it's gonna escalate and escalate and escalate and that's what ends relationships so it's like God is like the mediator in that in in relationships where it's like you have to be able to have God in there so that there's a balance so like you know we're we're human beings right we're we're born with evil minds right Mm -hmm. and like we have to get saved in order to not have that we literally have to be saved on a daily basis in order to not kill people because people will make you want to kill them (laughs) you know what i mean so like (laughs) that's what i said so like so like basically god basically is the the balance that keeps us level-headed to where we don't commit murder and you know do all this crazy stuff to other people right you know what i mean so like in a relationship if one person has god and the other person doesn't or one person is you know like you said doing you 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 guys started doing a couple's daily devotional you know what i mean like if one person is not on that same page then it's just it's unbalanced and now this is chaos you know what i mean so it's like that like god is so important and it's like people think that their relationship is working without god they just don't know they have no idea like no clue how like 
affected their relationship is and then when shit happens they're like what the where did this mm-hmm. I never knew this was gonna it's because like there was an ingredient that was missing <laughs> or or on the flip side right mm-hmm. you can and I don't even know if I'm saying this right but you can like over God someone if that makes sense you know what I mean yeah because you're not that's that's why it's important to be equally yoked because you know you don't want to be the person pounding <laughs> pounding Christianity into the or God into the so, other person like. well and I say that because like perfect example so you know and to this day I love him you know but my ex was a very like he would he would push like really push religion yeah yeah, like you're going to hell if you don't go to church today right and you know like he's he's like the son of a preacher okay i get it right but like he would like really push it but then it's like he would try to use the bible to his advantage for certain things you know what i mean like oh, well, it says in the Bible that, you know, I can't do this or you need to do that. But it's like, no, sir, I'm sorry. You're actually misinterpreting or... Yeah, you can't use it as a weapon. Exactly. Like people, yeah, you can't use it as a weapon against somebody. Like I've witnessed that like firsthand. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've actually witnessed that firsthand with my own eyes. Like like that's, yeah, I've seen that. And it's like basically that person like in a almost like in a spiritual like high yes like basically like spiritually and uh, like on a power trip yes you know what i mean and it's like no you're not god like you're good you're a christian and you're doing good for yourself like you're that's not your job to judge other people like I'm just it's not nobody doubted like literally that was that honestly that's my biggest thing with you know people in their conversations about gay marriage Mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff. It's like why do you care? Like that's not your life. Like you know what I mean? Like what does that have to do with you? I get I don't get it. If you're not gay, then what are you like? what is your angle for being mad about it like it's not like to me you know because a lot of people will bring up in the bible you know it says uh homosexuality is an abomination okay you know i am a bible believer right but if i'm a bible believer that also lets me know that i'm not god and i'm not the judge and you know we all will have our day you know so it's not for me to say hey man you're wrong for doing that exactly. you know exactly. so it's like no I, I get exactly what you're saying it's like you can't use the bible as a weapon against your significant other because you know you're trying like that's not the definition of being equally no. yoked that's like you know what I mean that's literally you know using you know your faith or your Christianity as a weapon against somebody else's faith. You know what I mean? It's like no, no, that's not what this is. Like, 
if you're with a person you obviously believed going into it that you guys were on similar levels when it came to Christianity and God and religion and how it pertains to your relationship you know what I mean and so if you haven't then you kind of like behind the curve and you might want to like y'all might want to sit down and kind of like figure that part out <laughs> a little bit just, just a little bit you know and, and it's like it's like figure out where you are on the religion spectrum the parenting spectrum the sexual spectrum the financial spectrum like there's 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 a couple that you need to hit on like for real like even even the the socially political spectrum right because once again you know it was one of those things where here I am a mixed child now married to the son of you know one of the first uh, his mom was like the first child integrated in um, down in like Winston-Salem, North Carolina. You know what I mean? So it's like, so she's like this yeah. civil rights person. And like, so he has one view on the world and here I am with another view. You know what I mean? So these are all things that you got to kind of make sure you mesh on because it could turn your life tipsy-turvy upside down. And I mean, that's just that's that's a relationship that's two people's lives you know what i mean so yo this was this was amazing i could talk to you forever this was great (laughs) yeah we yeah we definitely we definitely expanded on all of these topics very well i think see we went from kids to relationships to just everything i like it word we gotta do it again we gotta do it again very very no soon no doubt no doubt this was fun yo I appreciate y'all joining Marquell's podcast Tiffany you wanna give them your you know what I'm saying your social media or your you know your contact or however you wanna be acknowledged you guys can acknowledge me you can always go to T-Zone Beauty um on Instagram and uh hit me up and actually on there pretty soon you guys will start seeing like quarantine masks the new fashion craze so <laughs> let's go let's y'all go can, y'all can hit me up on that you know um but yeah Entrepreneurship. Ev- just you know everybody stay safe stay home even though they they say stay home please stay home please like that's that's like the biggest message i want everybody to take from this whole podcast is to stay your ass at home let us not be the guinea pigs right word (laughs) word i appreciate you joining me for real this was fun i like this it really was yo it really was I appreciate it and uh we'll do it again. Like I said, we're gonna do it again. Bet. We have to. All right. You said it, Bet. y'all heard it, so <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yo. Hey, hopefully they'll hit me up and be like, yo, bring her back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I no appreciate doubt, it. No doubt. Bye, baby. Love you. Mwah.
All right. You, you too. Right, have a good night.